Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Life Coaching Spot Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Walker, and this one is called Want What You Have. So just a little background here before we dive in. Back in the early 90s, I was one of the caretakers at a spiritual retreat center in the mountains of northern New Mexico. Now, if I could paint a picture for you that would capture the essence of what it was like to live in the woods on a mountain overlooking the Rio Grande with the sounds of nature and your footsteps and some meditation bells, maybe some distant chanting, well, that's the best I can do. Let me tell you, it was something. It was something. This was a very unique place, and it was very special to me. And one of the things is that it wasn't centered around any particular religion or sect. In fact, the idea was that all spiritual paths are pointing to the divine. And I don't know about you, but that's something I can wrap my head around. Right, And it was like elementary school for spirituality. We would have spiritual teachers from different paths come and lead retreats um, where we would just immerse ourselves in that one tradition for the entirety of that retreat, right? Like um, a Buddhist retreat, for instance, and we would just follow the schedule and do all the practices and all the meditations. And, you know, for that entire week, that's what we would be doing. Immersion. It was amazing. And we would do Hindu retreat with lots of chanting or, you know, a Christian retreat or a, a you know, a Jewish retreat or Sufi or yoga. It, it was, it was incredible. And I don't know how to fully relay the experience. It's in me though. It's in me. Um, and I loved them all. As we would just dive deep into the spiritual practice, right? Without having any of the dogma, of the religion, right? It was just the heart of it, right? The heart of the faith. And so there was a there's there was an innocence in it, a purity. And this was really my introduction to spirituality, which I'm really grateful for. It's rare, right? And at 24 years old, it was affecting me um, in more ways than I realized at the time. So I remember this one retreat sitting in a Dharma talk with Jack Cornfield. And by the way, if you don't know what a Dharma talk is, it's basically a Buddhist sermon, right? And this retreat was a it was a 10-day Buddhist vipassana meditation retreat, which is which is a it's traditionally a, a silent retreat where basically everyone's in silent in silence and meditating for the entirety of the retreat, right? Walking meditation, sitting meditation. I mean, even eating and sleeping, it was all um, just one meditation. And it was all in total silence, right? There wasn't even eye contact, 
right? Because eye, eye contact when you're in silence is actually pretty noisy. You would be surprised what you can communicate just with eye contact. So the only time there was any talking at all was in the evening for an hour, we would gather and listen to the teachings of the tradition uh, by the practitioner, um, the presenter, um, the, which was the the Dharma talk. And this one was Jack Cornfield. So after being in silence for, you know, the entire day, hearing a voice was very powerful, right? It was very powerful. And so he had our attention. So I remember him saying, people are always wanting what they don't have. Why not want what you have? It's so much easier. And it really hit me at the time, um, even though I didn't really know quite what to do with it. You know, I, But 24 years later, I can still hear his voice in my head. Why not want what you have? And I love this on so many levels because... You know, when you think about it, that short statement is actually the key to happiness, right? Because if you want what you have, the struggle is over. You've arrived. You you have it all already, right? Now, the ego will try to tell you that you basically don't want to hear any of this, right? Because, you know, it'll say things like, you know, well, if you if you believe that, then you're just, you're going to be, you're going to have no drive, right? You're, you're going to stop moving forward. And you know what? To that, I'd say, no way, no way. Because expansion and growth is our very nature. It's programmed in our cells, right? From the moment we're conceived, you know, we start growing and expanding, right? And we've been doing it the whole time. So without all the self-doubt and fear, right, from the voice in the head, we're, we're actually naturally creative beings. So we're going to keep creating. There just wouldn't be the desperation around it right? A need to be somewhere other than here. Why not want what you have? Now, and trust me, your ego really does not want you to get this, right? Because your ego thrives on the idea of lack. You know, it, it runs with it, right? There's never enough. If only I had this, then I would be happy. It's all about lack, not enough time, not enough money. The ego would have you forever striving, never arriving. But what it's really doing is keeping you small and keeping you looking outside yourself for something better, right? Basically telling you that what you have isn't enough and ultimately you're not enough. The Course in Miracles says the ego's mission for you is seek 
and do not find, right? It's forever dangling that carrot somewhere out ahead of you and stringing you along. Yeah, the ego would have you looking out there all the while the truth that it never wants you you to see is that hidden in plain sight is you're already enough. The gold that you seek is not out there somewhere. It's inside of you. And if you knew that, you'd be free to create from your heart in bliss, right? And basically, the money thing, well, the money, that, that's just a, pro- a byproduct of your unabound creations, right? Your, you know, the abundance comes from your being in the flow of creation without the fear and the worry and the constriction. Yeah. You're already whole. You're already beautiful. You're already perfect. In fact, there's no one else out there like you. (laughs) You know, Jesus Christ has been quoted as saying, the kingdom of heaven is within. And I happen to agree with that guy because when I'm loving what already is, I'm in heaven. I'm at peace. And I am creating. And the irony is that when you stop wanting and you start living in gratitude, you start attracting so much more abundance than you could ever have hoped for with all that wanting. So it becomes the ultimate gratitude prayer, right? But we're constantly trying to get somewhere else. We're constantly trying to get somewhere else. (laughs) When there is not a destination out there to get to, because I promise you get to the top of that mountain, you're going to be looking around and asking yourself, what's next? What's next? But where are you rushing off to? Because the finish line in this lifetime, my friend, is death. It's death. You know, you don't stop growing until you're not breathing anymore. And I don't know about you, but I'm in no hurry for that. Right? Yeah. Enjoying every minute of the journey makes way more sense than looking forward to some day out there, some place where you can just finally relax on a beach somewhere with your stockpile of money in some bank account, right? I mean, who's really winning in this game? I think it's the ones who are enjoying the whole ride, not just preparing for the end of it. Because there's no guarantees that you're going to make it to the end of it, right? Whenever that is. (laughs) Sure, you know, set your goals to give yourself some direction. 
but all the while knowing that the goods are not at the finish line, right? the, The goods are right here, right now. And when you enjoy the whole journey, you're not setting yourself up for some disappoint, disappointment, right? You know, when you get there, you know, you may not like what you see. Or you may be like, okay, great. Well, I got that. Now what? So how do I get here? Well, that's all about gratitude, right? For having what you have. But it can't be superficial, like, you know, you may have seen the whole writing a gratitude list. Yeah, well, that's a start. That's a start for sure. But you you have to take it further. You have to kind of fall in love with your list, right? Come up with the things and really feel in love with the things. Feel in love with your life. Now, if you're not used to this, well, you do have to start small. So start with trying to find some things in your life that are working, right? Some things in your life that you like or that you feel good about. You can even start with the weather, you know, the weather's nice. You know, I like to take a moment and really enjoy how it feels to be in the weather. You know, I particularly get excited about rainstorms and we had one yesterday. It was amazing. Especially uh, thunderstorms, like the sound of the rain and watching the wind blowing the trees. I find it particularly amazing and I just get into the full enjoyment that it's happening. It just brings me so much happiness and enjoyment. It brings me right into the moment, right into my life. What a great life I'm having right now in this storm, right? You can stop also and just appreciate your loved ones. You know, we often get so busy you know, we're, we're rushing around. We don't really appreciate them. You know, sometimes I like to just sit with my husband and, and look at him, right? And just appreciate him so much. Just like, wow, you know what? You're amazing. And I'll just look at every detail of his face and think about all that he does in this life and, and everything that he does for me. I mean, it's so much. And because I take this time to do this periodically, it enhances the whole experience of living with that guy, right? It, it, it helps him to feel good about who he is, and it, it, it enhances our relationship and how we feel about each other. It's, it's just good, right? Or when I'm hanging out with my kid, you know, just stopping and listening to her stories and not needing to tell her my stories, right? But just listening to her stories and her life experience and just being in awe of, you know, the relationship that I get to have with her right now. You know, I'm just so grateful for it. And I'm just so delighted to hear about her experience of life, right? 
another example is your work, right? For me, my work is such a huge part of my life that I love pouring, um, you know, meaning into um, all of it, right? Establishing meaningful relationships, for instance, with my staff, taking the time to nurture the relationships. I take great care and love into every aspect of my company. And it's, um, it's so rewarding. And because of that, I, I enjoy every single day that I get to show up there. (laughs) It's amazing. I love it, right? It enhances my experience. Sometimes I'll just stand outside before walking in and just going, gosh, I I have a job, (laughs) you know, this is my, my business that I get to come to every day. And it's actually, um, a pleasant one, you know, I, I get to, I get to give to people today. How, how lucky is that? And I get to watch people, um, get transformed and it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. I'm so grateful. (sighs) So try this, start with one area of your life and then just choose one aspect of that area of your life and give it love. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's your car, you know, or it could be a plant in your garden or maybe you're just just your garden or, or your partner or your best friend and just allow yourself to feel so much love for that one thing, that one element in your life. Yeah, just give it a big shot of love and and then see 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 what you can come up with and and see how, you know, it the experience of it can just be exacerbated by your attention on it and to it. Right. And here's my challenge for you. See if you can come up with three things that you can feel deep love and appreciation for. And then do something to extend that love. You know, if it's your car, maybe give it a a good wax job. (laughs) You know, if it's a friend, maybe send them a message um, to let them know you're thinking about them, you know. But make it your own. The point is, you know, allow yourself to feel it, to really feel it. And this, my friend, is how you can step into the life that you've always wanted. By wanting what you have. Because the only way to manifest the life you want is by realizing that it's been inside you the whole time. Blessed be.